How's it going, everyone? It's Friday, July 9th, 2021. You're listening to Two and a Half Hoopers, Aaron and Justin Holiday's favorite basketball podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Lehman. With me, I am joined with the one and only, wearing an O'Neill long sleeve tee, Josh Rhodes. Hey, guys. <laughs> and uh, George, who's coming back from uh, Fourth Ridge. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good, thanks. Shout out, Costa. Happy birthday. Um, go Bulls. Go NBA Mary. Uh, but this is our second, I don't know if you can tell by the audio, second podcast where we're all together. Uh, so I'm staring at George man-spreading, and I'm staring at Josh's dirty socks, but we're going to make it work, and it's always a fun time to yeah, I'm staring to at your uh, pink hair over here. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get in the spirit, of course. Um, but yeah, we got a good show for you guys. Um, Booker, earning an apology from yours truly. Um, Giannis getting no help as he scores 42. And uh, some talk about who would be in the next 25 if the NBA's top 50 expanded to a top 75 greatest of all time. That official list that they made where everyone got those really cool jackets and, like, Bill Russell was, like, in a wheelchair or something. He's in a wheelchair now. I don't get it. But, anyways, if you like what you make sure to follow us at Troopers Instagram and Twitter. Um, drop a comment. We'll respond to it. Uh, shout out Frankie the Ace. Um, he gave a new bot that we can promote our uh, podcast on. Um, I think it was a... Scambot one two three fake so, scambot fake scambot one two three. So shout out Frankie for the uh, creativity. Um, his episode's coming up. Huh? His episode is four way. It's next week. I mean, it's it's next episode. This is episode sixty eight. He's on episode oh my god sixty nine. We, we were just at like sixty five. I am going to have to find something to do. <laughs> we have our first game on Sunday. Our first rec league game, which Josh may. How, can I get a live update? Rich, uh, how's it doing? Tomorrow morning, we are checking it. It seems okay. However, when I do certain movements, who's it's we? You're going awkward. to George's house. He's gonna feel you up. No, we yo, as yo, in yo, me yo, and yo. my me and my wrist are gonna go check it out. I don't know. We'll have so, to see. So we play that. Then I work a seven to ten at Good Old Fashioned BR, and then I gotta listen to Frankie the Ace. So what a Sunday for you! What a Sunday for me! Oh, Hope, it's this Sunday that you work. That's so hopefully uh, I'm in my new house by then. Uh, so that way, or should we just do an in person with Frankie? Nope, it's not gonna be here. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Sorry, I haven't said anything. But the people wanted Frankie. We're gonna give it to them. But yeah, you could be just like Frankie too. Comment. So you comment enough. We're gonna have you on the show. Obviously, we're gonna give you Josh's Addy, and you're gonna come fill in in person with us. Like a like remember when Lana Rose did that like fan oh, thing? Oh right, all right, all right. It's kind of like that. Um, but yeah, at th Hooper's Instagram and Twitter, I posted on Instagram today. Finally, George, did you? Nope. Did you post on Twitter? George has oh, been lacking. George has been lacking. No, all George no, knows no. wake up at one o'clock and go to Northridge. That's all he knows how to do. And tweet and tweet the game, but not on the uh, not on the official th Hooper's account. Oh, man. It's only a matter of time before we make him mad and he screenshots our uh, text conversations posts on Twitter. Can you believe these guys? And he like, I so can't George wait. So George had a tweet before we get into the game. Asking for people to join a basketball group chat. Are we not enough for you? We talk every waking moment of the day. No, I. I How I'm many more opinions do you need? I'm trying to expand the followers on my account so we can get more on the THP. George, account. you are, George, you are uh, asking lower IQ individuals. No offense. To NBA anybody. Twitter is not that low IQ. There are some. They are some funny, creative people, but they do not have basketball sense, unfortunately. If they follow George Martin and like his basketball tweets. George got some heaters. Don't don't deny it. George's quantity <laughs> over quality, but sometimes I look up three K. Just like I, like he he just hits sometimes. I sure like my quantity over quality players though. <laughs> just like Devin Booker, but not this game. We'll get into that now. Suns take care of the Bucks. One eighteen, one oh eight. Uh, take a two oh series lead. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, series now heads to Milwaukee, where the Bucks will face their second must-win game three of the season, a la the Brooklyn Nets series. Uh, game two was another great game for the Suns as Booker had 31 on solid shooting, including 7-11 from, from in the second half. Thank you, Josh, for the research. Um, and Mikel Bridges was this game's surprise here as he chipped in 27. Once again, shout-out Josh. Dang Mikel Bridges, guy in that crowd. Going bonkers whenever he <laughs> Every time <laughs> CP does a little yo-yo dribble past the corner. Mikel <laughs> Bridges, Drano. And he went 8 for 15. 3 for 9, though, from 3. So they weren't going crazy, but he was cutting. He was being efficient. Um, for the Bucks, Giannis had a game high at 42 and played so so good. But I don't even want to mention his teammates what they did. They don't belong in the same sentence as Giannis had at Um So Josh, let's start with the Suns. What was clicking here? Uh, so it was very man. I don't even know how to. I watched the whole game and I'm like trying to formulate it into words. But uh, they definitely got a lot more scoring uh, from players that they didn't the first time. Uh, Jay Crowder, Bridges played an even better game, too, than he did in the first game. And he kind of stopped shooting threes when they weren't falling. 
Uh, DeAndre Ayton was a little bit more quiet, but he got so much done on the defensive end, beside Giannis. Uh, but they had a lot of risky... A big thing that I noticed for Phoenix is they had a lot of moments where they were ahead, especially in the third quarter. And they did a thing where they took Booker, Paul, and Ayton all out at the same time. And they still maintained the lead. Because cause on the other side of the court, I'll let George get into it later, but uh, you know they didn't really have too much going on. But uh, Devin Booker struggled in the first half. Chris Paul's slow start. But uh, definitely something that I'm worried about going into the next game is how they'll be able to bounce back. Obviously, I called CP3's Game 3 a hardwood classic. I'm going to stick with it. But they really picked it up in the second half. The energy was constantly there. Uh, they were fighting for loose balls. They seemed to take advantage of every time Milwaukee was very sloppy. And even though uh, they shot lights out from three uh, or at the beginning, they had eight threes in the first quarter, tw- uh, 50% from three. So, yeah. 20 for 40. Yeah, pretty, pretty lights out. Everybody was kind of getting their own. And, I mean, they lowered their rotation because Dario Saric is in uh, torn ACL. Unfortunately. No Frank the Tank minutes. Oh, just he did, 51 seconds. He, he got he one minute. One minute. He got, he got one minute. We'll count it. But, yeah, they're lowering their minutes, and which is totally fine with me because the unit that they have out there, like Aiton can log 40-plus. CP is trying his best. He also logged 40. Booker probably had the game high, 44. Uh, but, yeah, o- overall, it just seemed like they – kind of clawed their way back in whenever they were struggling there was never a waking moment where yeah, my computer my <laughs> computer does that george it's okay everybody's computer overheats when, it's on, like mine. when it's on leather but yeah it just seemed like they never uh gave them made themselves fall back too behind and you know whenever you have chris paul uh they were just rocking with it but yeah no they definitely it definitely shows that they have the coaching advantage they have two coaches compared to the half coach the Milwaukee holds, but yeah, this was a very good game for Phoenix. However, they do have they have do have some issues to fix. But I'll let George go into the Milwaukee situation. Yeah. So as far as what you said, um, yeah, they they went small with without a uh, Darius Saric. And also, Tory Craig left with, with an injury. Um, so That's big. Cam Johnson plays every minute that at center that Aiden doesn't. Aiden only got six minutes of rest here. He got abused. I I was was surprised they took all three of them at the same time because they all played over 42 minutes. So, like, to take them all at the same time, not even stagger those. But, George, talk about the Suns. Suns or Bucks? Suns right now. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, Yeah, I mean... So, I'll I'll start with CP start out very slow. I think he was... I, I forgot his shooting splits, but definitely in the first half, he wasn't that great. Him and Booker really came alive in the second half, which was uh, key because the Bucks were starting to storm back a little bit, and they kind of weathered. They were still down 11, and Devin Booker was so bad in the first half, and so was Chris Paul, and they were still up 11 points. And then just in, in they they that... win the second quarter 30-16, to 16, and they were, we, both all just, we all just mentioned it. Their star backcourt was bad not playing well. Half, bad first half, yeah. And, I mean, part of that goes they shot 50% from three. They won that battle by a whole 31%, so I mean, or 21%, sorry, I don't know how to do math. Um, yeah, it got ugly there, but, uh, I mean, Devin Booker, yeah, like I said, came alive. He was incredible, 7 for 12 from 3, I mean, that was kind of the difference, just their shot making, and once that backcourt gets hot, I mean, it's hard to stop them, no matter who you have on the on the other side. Oh, you're done? Alright. Um, yeah, just a few, I mean, things to wrap up for the, for the Suns, I mean... They only won one of the four quarters. They only shot 14 free throws compared to the Bucks' 23, something that we all wanted the Bucks to be aggressive and shoot more free throws than they did. Um, probably didn't hurt that Bud comments after the game about the refs. You know, squeaky wheel gets the grease, and the refs called a little bit more for the Bucks. I was seeing. Um, yeah, are you kidding? The Bucks went the first 16 minutes of the game, no fouls. That's <laughs> yeah. I I I don't know. That 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 kind of threw me. They were both playing very aggressive, but I mean. I don't know. Yeah, that's 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 a that's kind of a rough one for me to kind of process. I was like, because there's some plays where it's like, yeah, that, that was a foul, and then it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, let them play. But, yeah. And then the Suns also lose a turnover battle, and then they only got 16 points on their bench. Again, starts by heavy minutes, a lot of injuries there, but only 16 points from the bench. Milwaukee also won the offensive rebounding by a good margin. I think six or seven. So they had a lot of lot of second chance points that they didn't. Uh, utilize. So with uh, Tory Craig falling out, we don't we don't really know how bad his injury is, and obviously, um, God, what's his name, Sarge being done for the year. I mean, do you expect the whole starting lineup to almost log forty minutes now for the rest of the series? 
Yeah, this would have been the chance for him to trust Frank the Tank, even for five minutes, but Monty Williams knows, and I'm sure CP's in his ear too. You put Frank out there, maybe he'll hit a few threes. Whoever they're, they're is attacking whoever him. he's guarding, yeah. he may be the biggest ma- mismatch yeah. in this. He's probably the worst defender in, in this series by far. He's just not nice like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, he, he's not that he, guy. He's really he, he's like the opposite of Aiden. He's short and he's not nimble, and he's white, so it's a, uh, it's it's not a good look. Okay. Um, Josh, would you agree that? I mean, would you have CP, Aiden, and Booker, and probably now either one of McKell or Jay Crowder playing over forty every single game ahead? Um, yeah. I mean, they only need to win two more games. And, I mean, each game's just going to get harder, especially when they go to Milwaukee. But they definitely have the upper hand here, the balls in their court. And, I mean, yeah, like, this is, like, I know, and we're going to get into it when we talk about Milwaukee. And, like, I know these players are fatigued, uh, limited off season and stuff like that. And they had to play the entire year. But, like, this is the finals. Like, they, these people, these players literally get paid to play and win for their teams. Like, I don't understand this whole, like, oh, fatigue thing. Like, it's rough, but like, it's the finals. This isn't something that we should be like, oh, he needs rest. Like, if they can go out there and log 40, they're going to log 40. You should ask Bud his philosophy because, I mean, he was doing 35 minutes for some of those guys in the early playoffs. And now now look at where it's got them. It's a good transition. Giannis absolutely looked so dead, so tough. Okay, that's not because of Part Bud. of it's injury. It, it, yeah, no, part no, of it is no, injury. It's not also. injury. It's him doing everything. Everything. It, they all look tired. Because that's a good segue. If you're a big man and you're you have to yeah, run rough. point guard the whole game, you're going to run out of gas. And you're the best defender, too. He, he was doing everything He doesn't look ends. injured. And the fatigue isn't because Bud didn't stagger his minutes right. He just did not get any help. And I'll, I'll, lob, I'll lob it up to George then. This we'll we'll good, talk bugs now. This was a good segue. So my, my biggest X factor heading into uh, game two was specifically Yanni being more aggressive. And he doubled his shot attempts from game one. He had 11. Now he had 22 this game. And really just very creative inside. He was hitting some fadeaways, some one-legged, some turnarounds. I mean, his he, he had a bag for... You know, Finally. Josh keeps saying, no bag, no bag. You I know. say it too, but this game, he had a bag. 40, 42 on Louis uh, 15 and 22. Took five threes, which I didn't like, especially when... I, they I kept leaving him open, and he kept shooting him, and they it kept makes the worst sense because it's. Like, but he was hitting the middies though. Every t- every That's time, true. every time he gets hot, whether it's like getting inside or hitting middies, he'll stupidly decide to settle for a three. Like that one game, he went one of eight. I think those were his only missed shots in that net series. Actually, yep. I, he just slowly starts drifting around. He's like feeling himself. He's like, All right, I'm open. I mean, <laughs> he, he, he's, he's so confident. He's like, oh yeah, this is going in. Misses by by five feet. But Airborne I mean, for him throw. specifically. I, this was one of his better games of the postseason. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Uh, he was doing it all on both ends as well. I mean, he was blocks and just rotating. And Didn't he set the uh, career high for most points? In a quarter, in, in a finals game. Uh, I think he tied. That in, and, in, in, and in the, the last Milwaukee. 25 years, he has the most points in a finals quarter. And then he also broke like the playoff record for the Bucks yeah. in scoring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. And yeah. they had Lou Alcindor play for them. So and Ray something. Allen. No, don't forget Ray Allen. Ray Allen for a little bit, but did he make the finals? <laughs> he, didn't he, he was close. He was sure was close. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously, no Lunch. no complaints for him there. But the uh, the two bandits obviously are Holiday and uh, Chris Middleton. I mean, they combined. Okay, for, I'm gonna interrupt you right here Drew. for the fifth time. You can't let George talk. Yeah, I really can't because, <sighs> but because thanks, Cole. I don't want you to put holiday and middleton like there's they're different tiers holiday was genuinely trying on defense and like i feel like even though he's smoking layups he was smoking <laughs> layups. yeah but what did chris middleton give you chris middleton let devin booker score over 30 it's horrible when you lose a game by 10 and your your two and your three shoot as horribly as they did it, it doesn't matter the defense i mean if he makes half of his layups this is a different game they, they might still lose but it's close to it's close to the finish, and yeah, yeah. I don't even Drew like as a playmaker. It's been bad this series. I mm-hmm. they I know I've said this before where they did in that Nets game. It was the pick and roll. They they ran that pick and roll with him, but I just don't know if it's sustain, sustainable over a game. I mean he, it's not I it's not great for them out there even that offense. So I I don't know where they go from here. I mean Yanni had as perfect of a game as you could ever ask for him. They just simply have to be better, but I've said this ten times over, and I don't know if they're ever going to stabilize that. He hit his free throws, too, 11 for 18. We haven't mentioned that, which is very nice. 
for Giannis. Um, and then mostly the reason, I think they'll continue to do it because the Suns are winning with this strategy that they, I don't know if they came out and did it or if they just found out this is how they want to play. Uh, but they were staying home on shooters. Um, for some reason, the Suns were. They were letting Giannis go one-on-one, and he was playing very well. Aiton is, I love the guy, but he's, I keep saying he's nimble. For a big man, Giannis is too quick. He's way too quick for Aiton. And then if you see him posting up Crowder, just chalk two points up there. Like, he's way too strong. He's way too big. You um, see him throttle Cam Johnson. He, like Cam Johnson was like guarding him like a little scared kid. And, and Giannis him. absolutely eviscerated Cam. He threw Cam Johnson into the. There's only sands. one. There's only one guy that can guard Giannis in the paint. And that's Aiton. But if he gets Aiton on him, he just goes at the three point line and does this stupid little like put my head down and drive and he goes right past him. So there's him. not a real answer to Giannis um, unless you start doing what the Nets did, which is where you have Blake Griffin on, which is a decent defender. And then as soon as he does that spin, you Collapse. swipe at it, you swipe at it, you yep. get it out of there. Yeah, but my well, issue, Green takes a charge. My issue with that is that like they don't want Milwaukee to get hot from three because so I, I agree. This that, yeah. at that point because Giannis is like turning for this series and for a lot of the series again that he's played in the East. He's becoming, like, this consistent, like, you're going to just have to live with the amount of points that he's giving you. Like, he, there might be games where he only shoots 11 times when there might Wouldn't be games. Wouldn't you want, as the Suns, to be like, let's have them try and beat us from three? Because all seriously, No, because look what they, they did with the Nuggets. Look at what they did with the Nuggets. They said, let Joker do whatever he wants. We'll take everyone else away. They swept them. That is a good point. It no. doesn't matter. If you win these two games and your strategy's working, you don't want to give the confidence to... You know, you know, Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton. Oh my gosh! Or God forbid, a Patty C. Like you don't want, you don't want. I, to get, I get Josh's strategy, especially with uh, Jokic. But I feel like, and Jokic isn't Giannis isn't passing like Jokic. <laughs> this would have been a blowout if Giannis doesn't make his free throws like he did. Eleven for eighteen, very good for Giannis. This would have Mark been Jackson. This is a one of my favorite, more favorite uh, Mark Jackson JVG uh, talks and. Miracle that they said something. Mark Jackson was like, "Oh, Drew Holiday, he's being way more aggressive in this first game. I like it, and like it's good for Milwaukee." And JVG said, "Yeah, it's, it would be good if he made his layups." <laughs> That's sad because he got I a lot hate of good. When marks. I have to agree with Jeff Van Gundy. But yeah, no, they, that no, that, really got that that's him. probably the pivotal part of the game that they were just they were just blowing a lot of easy shots. Middleton too, like he got a lot of good looks, and they're just in and out, rattle off the rim. I don't, I don't know if it's. The it's just that they've they just that's just how they play, or if it's just like the crowd. I don't know if we're gonna be moving on soon. I want to. Uh, we got a little bit of time. Talk about a stat here I saw on Twitter oh, that, that that pretty much pissed me off. It's from Stat News, so you know it's oh, pretty I bet legit. It's like Drew Holiday, Eric Bledsoe comparison. It is. He <laughs> oh got gosh. it. He got it. Oh uh, oh, no. Bledsoe shot forty one percent from the field, twenty five from three, seventy three from the line, and then here's Holiday stats: forty one, twenty eight, sixty seven. The only thing he's doing better is three point. And it's only by three and, and, and a half. Defense. Three and a half percent. Oh my yeah, gosh. we need to give Drew a stop, little bit of credit. Stop! Stop! That first half, he was the only player that was preventing Devin Booker and Chris Paul. And then there was, he was guarding both. What do you mean he's guarding both? They they literally had him like multiple possessions, just switching off which one they thought was running the offense. Like he was picking up Chris Paul half court the entire game. Like Aiton had to come all the way up to set Chris Paul screens, and then he was going under him. And then Devin Booker when they did flips. Anytime they got an opportunity to put Drew Holiday in one of their backcourts, they did. And then Chris Paul and Devin Booker sat down in halftime. Monty Williams went, there is one of him, and there's two of you. Figure it out. And then a lot of the game, Booker and Chris Paul took sides of the court, which I did like a lot more. None of them were really kind of utilizing the middle, unless the other player was like the complete opposite side. And there's spa- that, that spacing is definitely required because all the attention should be going to those two players. And they did that in the second half. That's why they got so many more points because Drew Holiday can only be in one side of the court. I still have a list of who would be better than Mike than Drew Holiday or Chris Middleton. I don't want to do that. Well, there, there's five players, I think. It's Pat Connaughton, if you give him 40-plus minutes. Uh, current day, Mike Bibby. Uh, Doris day. Burke. The Packers O-line. And the Nervous Bucks dad slash fan. I feel like it'd be a lot. I better. would also like to put Jimmy Fredette if you could rewire his brain to say that he's playing against Chinese teams because he's just or college he players. Just I scores would put over seven. If he was back at the Houston tournament, yeah, oh, close in the fourth quarter throughout the game. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, it's just that's bad. So who's like who is more likely to pull themselves out of the slump? Is it Middleton or Holiday? And then also who who does Giannis need more? Does he need like? 
the holiday defense that's still there, but like doesn't need the two way of holiday or doesn't need a, like a like a thirty five piece from Middleton. He What's needs, the problem? He, Off he, the defense. He needs Middleton. Uh, Josh made great points about Drew about how he was doing well against uh, CP and Book in, in the backcourt in the first half, especially. And I mean, as we've seen, when Middleton has those random you know thirty five, thirty eight point explosions, they win pretty handedly. So I, I don't have a problem with Drew, you know, only scoring as low as he did. But if he's playing that first team defense, he, but he's missing layups. That is true. Obviously, I mean that's that should be an easy fix. I mean that's not like a. Weird. I don't know if he's missing layups since that game seven against the Nets. It's more pivotal for Chris Middleton to actually be like efficient and effective, and like I said, Drew makes like two or three more layups. It's a different game. It's not so much as like a we we need this. It's just like a just be a tad bit better. Josh, thoughts on that? Middleton's a wash. He's gonna give you that one thirty point game that we always talk about. But he's a wash. They, if they really want to win this series, George, you said it yourself at the beginning of the year. They brought in Drew Holiday to be a what? A, the second best player on this team. He's playing great defense. Well, but you remembered but if he's missing layups, no. On, on a, like you said, 2-3 changes the game. It doesn't matter what Chris Middleton does. If he makes four shot, four of 21 and Drew Holiday makes layups, they still might win the game. Middleton gives you one thirty-five. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't it's think... I just don't. Game. I just don't think he's... That's gonna, the game three masterclass. I just don't think that his Middleton's like is going to arise to the occasion. I could totally be wrong, but at this point, I just don't think he's going to have it beside that 130-point game. And other than that, he's just going to keep struggling. It's going to come on a loss. They, feel it seems like they have the perfect defenders to guard Middleton, and it's, he's just unable to create anything for himself like that goes in. Well, the Suns have the perfect defenders to guard anyone. And the talent gap is showing this and he, series. And he's, lost the con- and he's like lost confidence. Like literally said, it's Ben Simmons with more confidence at this point. He's just missing shots he should be making. It's bad. But I, Giannis definitely needs Drew Holiday more because – him and Drew Holiday can give the Suns a run for their money if Giannis keeps playing the way that he did today. Absolutely. And, yeah, like George said, they basically just have Eric Bledsoe right now, but they're missing, you know, three high school juniors because they traded those away with, with Eric Bledsoe to get Drew Holiday. So, I mean, he, uh, did they extend him when they got him? Four for 170. Whoopsies. <laughs> That's not good. Um, so, moving yeah, into the, the, finals, the latter leg of the of game two. Um... <laughs> <laughs> now it's injuries, huh, George? Yeah, exactly. Did no. the Bucks listen to the adjustments that you said they had to make last game? <laughs> no. Josh? The adjustment was, yeah, I need to play better. Okay, I want to say yes, that they did, because I said they need to slow the Suns down. So, but listen. But. Better the pod. But, I, but I did also say that Phoenix is going to win this game because Milwaukee is going to make adjustments, and then in the middle, they have two coaches. They're going to figure it out, and they figured it out. They just, they played slower. And they also... They, they won the second quarter by 14. There was no adjustments needed. Yeah, no, but they were... Bucks were hot on their tail for most of the second half. They needed every bucket they got. And they were making the right plays in the set, third and fourth quarter. Even though Bucks won this kind of, but Bucks, Bucks didn't lose a quarter. They, they won the second half. They, and so, I mean, <laughs> they were hot on their tail. They lost, yeah, they lost the game. Suns did what they needed to. They made the proper adjustments. So they wouldn't lose. I think you're you're mistaking making adjustments for just keeping a lead. There was no adjust. Did you see adjustments made by the Suns, George, where the Bucks just? N- they, they, their game plan <laughs> was to guard Giannis. Josh, and, and, the Suns backcourt was shooting like thirty percent in the first half, and they went on like a thirty to nineteen run in that quarter. Their adjustment was a Kendall Jenner quickie in the locker room for Devin Booker to get That's what it was. Yo. But George, uh, did Bud listen to your adjustments? My my only adjustment, at, well, not really, no, because I said to run more pick and rolls with you know Holiday. And... I thought he got quirky. <laughs> Can you be more quirky and tell Bud to put Giannis at center? He won't do that, man. <laughs> so many so many times they'll run it for like five minutes and then he'll just throw like Portis or, or Brook Lopez back in there and it won't work. Bobby Portis did not get that many. Well, I know, I don't think, five minutes. Yeah, I because Chris Paul and Devin Booker always put him on an island. It's sad. His eyes get even bigger than normal. It's horrible. <laughs> I don't know if you... I, I think we talked about this with our adjustments. I said, you know, to have that free-flowing offense. They didn't really do that. It was kind of just whoever offense with Giannis. But in terms of the, the pick-and-roll with Drew or even Chris, no, they didn't really do that. Like like I said, Giannis kind of hid the flaws of, of this game. Because if, if he was how he played last game, I mean, this is like a 30-point blowout. So not really. He didn't really adjust much. Well, I mean, I feel like I could pat myself on the back because I misjudged Booker for this game. That's an L for me. He played well. Accountability. Shot, shot almost 50. Not 50, though, but almost 50. 
Um, but had a very good game, had a very good second half. But I told George, he was like, let's run a free-flowing offense. I'm like, you can't do that. They don't have the talent. And it showed there when Holiday's missing layups. They're doing free-flow, and Holiday's like, hey, hey, Jelly, missing it. Like, that, you, you need to have it. Structure. Oh, but that chase down block was so cool and awesome, and it's never going to get credit because they lost the game. He was so far behind him, and then Devin Booker went up for the dunk, and Holiday sent it. He just literally denied it yeah, from going inside. Yeah, he got credit for his game one block, and they, they said, oh, it looks like LeBron's block. <laughs> so, George, you have the you have the Bucks in seven because yeah. you're, you're so quirky. Hey, hey, hey. Andy. Suns have to win three for it to go seven, so... You're well, third of the way. You're two thirds. The road team wins a game. The Suns, all they've done is defend. Don't do what they have to do. They defend at home this court. What they do? It's gonna now go it's back, Bucks time. It's gonna go back and to I Phoenix keep saying, two, two. I need this to go six so I can see the damn parade. You're not seeing it. If it, it goes man. six, you're I see seeing, the parade. You're not seeing the parade, man. I'll be in Phoenix, Arizona, and I'll see Devin Booker with a backwards hat and a choking a cigar. And I, I, that's all I want to see. So what? You want me? You, you want to ask me what has to happen for it to get to six? Because I know Josh is like, nothing's going to happen because I have sons and five. I'm so I you the, ask you. I'm going to give you the most cliche answer. Uh, you always give me cliche Role answers. Role players always play better at home. That's that's simply what it is. I'm you said, didn't you say that and then uh, <laughs> that didn't happen? What series was it that you said that? Uh, no, Tyloo was like, they played around the road <laughs> and it happened. <laughs> Stupid yeah, Tyloo. That series was an anomaly. Every road team <laughs> won. being every, right all the time. Every road team won that game. That series was an anomaly. It's never happened before. It won't happen again. But... Um, Can you imagine the Clippers with Paul George no I do. Leonard, I do think Chris, the Suns. Chris Middleton six. will be more confident. Uh, hopefully, I almost called him Bledsoe. Jesus. Hopefully, Holiday will be more confident uh, as well at home. They're grown ass men playing basketball. You hey, should hey, be confident. Hey, 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 hey. The playoffs are all mental, man. Yeah, it's Paul George, man. Different. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, all right. Uh, do you want to give your prediction before I give mine? Well, I. Yeah, I, I guess we're going to lead in that because I want you to go first because you have Suns at five, right? Right. Is this the game Bucks win or is it a gentleman? No, because Chris Middleton's going to – his 30 – I believe, uh, George, this is going to be Middleton's 30-point game. But I marked it from the first game. Chris, Paul Chris Paul's class. Hardwood Classic Finals game. This is the game you look back, that's why he won Finals. What does it entail? Because his first game was 32 on great – 69% shooting and 12 assists. 36-point triple-double. Oof. All right, George. With like you four holding? or five steals. Are you folding? Obviously, I'm holding. I've been holding all playoffs. But you think I'm gonna scurry away now? Um, it's gonna be the Chris Middleton masterclass, and this is gonna be the game. Hopefully, where we masterclass. Say, this is gonna be the game where we say, "Wow, this is when the series turned and the Bucks ended up winning in seven. We're gonna say, "Wow, he isn't really Kuzma. Only half the time is he Kuzma." <laughs> um, yeah, I got Bucks just because I, I, I need the Bucks to win. I mean, they they've been in this position before. And they won that Mickey Mouse Game 3 against the Nets, mm-hmm. where, like, so many things went wrong for the Nets. And they could do it again. I think, I think there's going to be a lot of beer in, in their arena. I think they're going to have a loud crowd. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you have, a, like, a prediction on, like, how the game's going to go? It'll be close, though. Throughout. For most of the game, but I think Phoenix pulls it out at the very end. And it's a Chris Paul masterclass Chris from the start Paul's to finish. Double-digit bucks win. Getting bold here. We're all getting bold here at this point. Are, are we in agreement that if the Suns go up by double digits, it's almost a wrap? They're going to fold? Like, the Bucks are just going to fold? No. No, just for the series in general. Just, like, if the Suns go up by double digits, I haven't seen the Suns have not blown either lead this series. And in They their, got close this game. Obviously, they didn't blow it, but... I wouldn't say... No, I, I would still be confident in any game. They, uh, even if the Suns go up double digits, the Bucks could still pull it out. Yeah. The, the, that's what makes this series good, is because... You think like, oh, 11 points, like it's over. And then you look away and you look back. Giannis How do you see? Out. Two yeah. threes. Bang. <laughs> yeah, Giannis makes a layup, three-point game. It's like, oh, okay. We're back. All right, so Good we got... Stuff. Good stuff. We got Josh with the Suns going up 3-0. And then we'll get to next play. I assume he has a gentleman's... Or maybe he's switching this week. Who knows? I got the Bucks game three. So does George. Imagine they lose um, at home and then Mike just sits Giannis for game four. Me and George are in desperation for two different reasons. You um, need to see that parade, man. It'd be so cool. <laughs> I didn't see the Lakers one because they didn't have one. It would make up for the uh, $500 he's spending for this trip. Me and a Timbo Frenchie are going to be sitting outside the Suns Arena just waiting. Waiting if it goes to oh, no, get, game. If it goes seven, you can still see it. It just has to go past five. No, well, game five is like on the 17th, and it's in Phoenix. So they'll have it that night, and oh, I don't know yeah. if they until the 20th. 
No, they so. wouldn't wait three days. If it goes past five, you you're think good. Jay Crowder is going to wait three days to party? The par- Josh's parentals are sleeping, man. I, Lower I, the tone. I'm screaming. Let's that, move on. We'll move on. All right, so we only have two parts to this podcast. That was the first one. 30 minutes. 30 minutes. <laughs> it's always 30. At least it wasn't 40. Um, so we're coming up on uh, the NBA's 75th anniversary. Uh, God bless Naismith. Or, I, he, Wherever he, he is. He, he made basketball. I don't know who founded the NBA. I don't think anyone really knows oh, who founded the NBA. Find that out for me, George. I, I guarantee we won't know who it is. But um, Jerry, Lo- Jerry West will remain the logo, but they're kind of changing it. It's going to be a... Uh, diamond. It's a diamond, it's which cool. can like be a... Uh, in like, um, like in history, it's either for your 60th anniversary or 75th. But we'll have to clarify. It's the 75th. Who made who made the NBA do it? Someone someone changed the wiki page and said Lavar Ball. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go to a different source. <laughs> Anyways, well these guys find it. Um, in '94, um, they made the top 50 uh, greatest players of all time list, and it was pretty good. Um, only a few snubs. They they brought everyone there. They got everyone there besides. Um, I think I think. Uh, oh yeah, Wilt wasn't. Maybe what was there? I don't know, but I think they got everyone there besides one person. Someone else fact checked who wasn't there, but it was a good thing they got the list pretty much right. And that's for the 50th anniversary. Now we're coming up on the 75th. Uh, so Maurice Podolov sounds Russian. Shout, shout out! So, shout out Big Mo. Shout out the Russians. The, uh, <laughs> the the rival basketball association of America and NBL merged. So I guess they were probably. I I guess he just led the. Coalition. Well, the ABA and NBA merged. Um, no, this is like in '49. Oh, ABA tried to take players away, and then they broke down. And yeah, they. So, anyways, out. long story short, uh, everyone's going around asking if we made the next 25 to make, get to 75. Who would be on there? Um, and I took the liberty to do it because I have no life. Um, so I figured <laughs> I got I got 18 locks. Jeez. And you guys can tell me if you disagree or. Agree. Well, I just first want to establish the fact that the players that are in the top. 50 for that list in 94 a lot of those players aren't going to be in the top 50 yeah like, they'll be shifted down yeah because we, so, got, we got guys because like i know you have a lot of i know you have like a lot of like versus matchups but i can see both of them higher than 50 than like players that are already in the top you can 50. see yeah. both making the 75 over guys that are already in the top 50 yeah you can see guys like uh i can't give you full <laughs> examples right mm-hmm. now but i can just tell you like because like thinking of that list that i've seen a, quite a yeah. few times like you know Told us to. So this is basically the next twenty-five. Um, you can't kick anyone out from the top fifty, so you can only have twenty-five new players. Um, so uh, just let me go, and then if you have a uh, have a problem, just let me know. Um, so first, Wilkins, Dominic Wilkins. He was snuffed in the first list for some reason, um, but in, in, yeah, he'll make seventy-five. Yeah, yeah, he'll make seventy-five. And then we got the new age guys. So I'm just gonna rattle them off. These are lock locks: uh, LeBron, Kobe, KD. Tim Duncan, CP3, Dwayne Wade, Dirk Nowitzki, Steph Curry. Now we get to guys who, hey, maybe, maybe you correct me. Um, Steve Nash, Dwight Howard, Kawhi Leonard, mm-hmm. AI, mm-hmm. KG. Mm-hmm. Now we get to controversials. Harden. Yes. Russ. West. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Giannis, Giannis said it cool. Definitely. No. Oh, come on. Oh, Not yet. Not yet. Because your hatred is... It's, fuming. No. See, he can make it, but he's not, he's not a lock with these guys. Yeah, he's not a lock. He's definitely going to... He's a two-time MVP, one-time deep boy. At, he has at, a better resume than Russ. At the end of the... Yeah, but Russ is breaking records. Yeah, uh, true. At the end of the day, uh, the way that like you we make the list, Giannis definitely, by the end of his career, will be on that top 75, I think. Yeah, but right now, 50. right now, it's a little bit of a stretch for you me. Add, he's literally missing I don't think a championship. A He's missing a championship and a finals MVP from his resume. He'll have, like, every other basketball accolade so far. Obviously, he hasn't broken any records except the Bucks one tonight, but, I mean, he his resume is pristine. Resume than Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. And they yeah, both but make what does it Kawhi Leonard have? Two championships, two finals MVPs. And he has a depoy, too. It's, it's yeah. And with yeah, two different a, teams, yeah, might I add. And he's D-boy. the only, he's the greatest Raptor of all time because of that ring. I mean, it goes it goes I'm so much deeper. I'm not. Kawhi doesn't deserve there, but their resume is better for Giannis. I, I think they both. He's, he's a two time MVP, man. And a depoy. Yeah, but I think you're mo- holding his. Multi- if, I'm if not. If he was 36, you'd be like, yeah, he's on there. But you're like, oh, he's 27. So you know, he has more he's to prove. He's only 27. I thought he was 26. Oh my gosh, dude, he's, 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 he's so he's, young. He's so young, dude. At, at this age, like, 
guys like uh, MJ and LeBron haven't even won a ring. I mean, I know he obviously hasn't either, but his basketball resume mirrors one of like a 15 year No, this is, see, no, the thing is like, no, I, I, I think it's still too much of reach. And it's not just because of his age. It's just like, you know, I still got to see a bit more. Okay. Fair enough. I think me and George are in agreement, uh, Giannis. I, hey, put that on Twitter, George. Put it on your... Uh, on Top 75? No, just like... Uh, yeah. Florida man's going to not be happy with that one. <laughs> yeah. It, it, does Giannis make the next 25? Because I think it's all over Twitter, probably. Yeah. yeah, I, don't yeah, yeah. Even, I didn't just think this in my I'll head. I'll find a tweet yeah. and then I'll like yeah. quote tweet it. Okay. Yeah. Does, Gian, does Giannis... Is he a lock for the next 25? Sure. Um, okay, now I got some 1v1 matchups. All um, right. Like Josh prefaced... Um, both these guys, we'll probably do a list in the summer of our top 75, top 100 maybe. We'll do top 100. Break yeah, we'll, we'll do top 100. We'll, George, you can judge our list. <laughs> yeah. um, and you could bring home the bacon from shopping. And then, you know, you award like a prize to whoever me or Josh does better. Um, but, so this is just kind of like, you know, just a little fun game. We'll do our top 100 in the summer. All right, so first one here. Um, only one can make the top 25. Uh, Carmelo Anthony or Paul Pierce. I'll start with Josh. Paul Pierce. I also have Paul Pierce. See, you said it was a debate, right? Because I have Mello. I didn't say it was a debate. I mean, it's it's arguable, but the thing is, Paul Pierce did what Carmelo Anthony did in Boston. He just didn't win as much, and that's just because of the team surrounding him. But their stat lines are relatively similar if you look at early 2000s Pierce and Denver Carmelo. And then if you look at New York's Carmelo... Well, Pierce has the ring at the end of that, and obviously it was with the big four and all that. But I mean, I still, I still give it to Paul Pierce. I mean, if it's debatable, just because of how like versatile Melo's scoring is, and like his, he led the league in scoring one year, and he has all those like all star accolades, and it's also the basketball or I can't say basketball Hall of Fame, but when you have to, it's NBA players of all time. Yeah, so, so it's he, the Olympic yeah, medals. so he doesn't or the have Syracuse the Syracuse. Yeah, titles. exactly. So he doesn't have those. Uh, which I think greatly improves his resume. But if we're looking at just strictly basketball and like NBA accomplishments, I think Paul Pierce does enough, and he has the ring for it to be over Melo. I, for me personally, it's not really a competition. Mm-hmm. However, I can definitely see where the uh, debate comes from. Anything you'd add, George? Or do you hit? No, I mean, yeah, obviously the ring, and then you have to add he was the best player in that 2008 for Boston. Obviously, is that that finals MVP also definitely? Yeah, that's a, that's a big. That honestly, it was pretty close, but him having, because obviously, like a ring, you know, there's a lot of context. <laughs> he you pooped have, his pants game one. You have to you have to add some context <laughs> when there's a ring if you don't win like finals MVP because then it's like well, or the circumstances where you you know near the best player he is the MVP of the series. So I mean, obviously that kind of just puts a little gap between them two. But I do think there's a debate, so you, I'm not gonna like jump at you for your okay. opinion i'd have to i i may be a little biased just because i Melo had a longer uh prime mm-hmm. and then also i i i'm not a casual i've seen the paul pierce styles but i've never watched like a 2004 paul pierce game where he's just like, like an early paul you pierce see that game. where it's just him and cedric who, who is it it's not the balls that's from the 80s no it's him and cedric maxwell yeah it's not cedric Mas- maxwell it's him and like antoine walker Man, it's so bad. Big I remember Al Harrington nope. when he, I'm sure everyone's seen that clip where him, where Al Harrington's jawing at him and he's just uh-huh. dribbling. And then he hits that three. Yeah, I've seen it. That's crazy. Paul Pierce is extremely underrated. Paul Pierce is menace. Like some people were like, Paul Pierce or Draymond because they're beefing on Twitter. It's I'm just like, that, come on. <laughs> it's just that after they got the big four, he just kind of fell into this like set role, and like they obviously had a lot of Doc points. Rivers. It's not even Doc Rivers. He just, they just had they. I, we'll go over that over the summer, yeah, but yeah. come on, I hate that. This is a little, this is the wet, <laughs> wet the palate. Um, next one, uh, I was looking for a guy to compare to uh, the youngest MVP ever, and Josh said Blake Griffin. So I'll let him lead Blake Griffin or D, D Rose. Um, see, my entire argument for the other one was. Uh, Paul Pierce did enough, but he had the ring. And I mm-hmm. think Derrick Rose's MVP is kind of in that same department. However, I'm going to give it to Blake. It's tough. This one's really difficult because we look at the MVP season and it's like a certified lock. He's going to make top 75. Mm-hmm. But I think Blake just squeezes by him because he had very underrated. And you can't even use playoff success because neither of them really have like super strong playoff success. But well, those are when when he took the big three Heat, 
uh, it was only five, but like <laughs> he, he was playing and their pretty first, well. And their first, yeah, he was. That was his and Blake MVP Griffin year. was a two on a team that couldn't get past the second round. Yeah, okay. So Blake, if we, we got to give a little nod, it, it's Blake Griffin also had a couple, a couple pretty good Piston years that I feel like go underrated just because they were he made so all NBA bad. in 2019. Yeah, he had some very good Piston years. I think well, one year, one good Piston one, year, one year. but it's a great year. Yeah, but. I think that I'd give it to him just because the longevity. Derrick Rose, it's not like he, he played decent. It's like he had he missed like a good portion of his career. Where do you stand, George? I think it's close yet again. I lean D. Rose, uh, youngest MVP. That puts it on a pedestal. But so, I will say he's so, still producing at a that's very true. high starting it level. It could definitely he change. Almost, he was Lehman's sixth man of the year pick? He was my yeah. sixth man of the year pick. And he I think he should have been. Yeah, he had about, what, 20? 18? 18 to 20 off the bench? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was he was phenomenal. And, yeah, he's still been producing. He's only, he's 29, so he still has, you know, three. Derek Rose? He was the he's only. like third. Yeah, he's, he's older than that. He was the only guy scoring for the Knicks in that playoff series. Yeah, yeah. he was their best 32. player. He was the best player, yeah. In yeah. The playoffs, yeah. He still has a few servable years. I don't know about well now. Blake let me well now let me ask you this because it looks like we kind of got a rejuvenated Blake Griffin uh, on Brooklyn. If they come back healthy and he produces a decent amount, and they win the title and he's on that championship, he's be, his role on that team is to be a scrapper, and he's good there. But he's not. D-Rose was asked to like that. he was asked to carry the scoring load. Blake is take a few charges, die for a few loose balls, and hit like a three. Also, I don't know if Blake will be back with the Nets. He might. Some team might be like, ooh. Four for thirty-two, and it'll be like, oh, money again. I could, I could pursue my comedy dream again. Like, I will. That was an interesting. Bit. <laughs> I, I'm sure I, you stand with D Rose. I go D Rose, and I D Rose. I was shocked D-Rose. when you said it. D- thanks, George. Um, when you said Blake Griffin, because I don't really see the the merit. Like that, Blake was never a number one except for those Pistons years, and they got swept. We can give him a participation trophy for playing so good that year. Well, you can give Derrick Rose a participation trophy for this year. They lost the series. He doesn't need a participation trophy. He has an MVP trophy at home. So, <laughs> but yeah, but you guys. And what, what do you mean participation trophy? Yeah, he scored the most. Yeah, they lost, and they had home court. They lost in five. Okay, to the eventual Eastern Conference champ. Mickey Mouse Eastern Conference <laughs> yeah, Finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or no, not champs, but not champs. Yeah, but. I. I I, like I said, I didn't do a whole lot of research here. It's just off the dome. But I don't see how it's too... I don't have the all-star appearances. Yeah, I don't have that no, stuff. and that's perfectly fair. Like, the, the MVP, youngest MVP is definitely something that, you know, it shouldn't be going noticed. All right, so I'll start with George for this one. This one should be a... I, I don't know who I'd pick. I'll, I'm gonna it's not go, controversial? I'm going to go with who George picks. Oh. But it, it's Marcus Gasol versus Pau Gasol. I think it'd be a little fun thing. Mark has, it feels like, more individual he does. accomplishments. He, does. he has that deploy. And I feel like he has more all-in-B. Don't, don't fact-check me, but I feel like he has a few more. Um, I mean, if you're, if you're going like, I'm picking one to start my team, I'm going to go with a, a Mark, but I mean... It's who's top 25. That's the question. I think, I think I'd go with Mark. I, I, I tend with these to go off of individual accolades, like, you know, with the D-Rose, the MVP, the Paul Pierce, the Finals MVP. Obviously, Powell has those two rings, you know, back-to-back years Mark from the Lakers. Won. But Mark has the D-Poy, he has all defensive That's a teams. stupid defensive player of the year. I Even mean, those there, great, but it's Those great stupid. and grinding Grizzlies, I mean, they were phenomenal on the defense. He was the defensive anchor. I feel like it's really hard for me to go away from him, even though... Powell's one of my favorite Lakers ever on those 0-9-10 teams. So he was probably the best big man defender for the for six years. Yeah, I mean, and not and not flashy. And then also, like, like he was shutting down Joel Embiid. Zero like, points in yeah. the playoff series. Yeah, game I should say. Yeah. Series. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Zero points in the playoff game. Josh, Powell, or Mark. Powell. I don't think. I mean, Mark. Powell has more All NBA teams. I did check. Mark does have that one uh, All NBA first team. I'm gonna kind of consider it. Fun fact: he, he wasn't on first team when he won deep play. He wasn't on. He wasn't on any defensive on any team. team. That's team. why it's Mickey Mouse. Because they just. They just uh, I thought it was second team. Whoops. <laughs> he was, they didn't vote him a top ten defender in the league, but they also voted him the best defender in the no league. No wonder. No wonder that Mickey was so mad. He <laughs> was so angry because that's his, that was his defensive play of the year. That was gonna be his MVP no and deep they play. Trump and he would have won Finals MVP that yep, year. Yep, that would have been clean. It would have been Hakeem Olajuwon, but LeBron James. <laughs> no, no wonder LeBron brought in Drummond to take. Over Mark's spot, he was getting revenge. I don't want to hear no, no, a I peep about drumming. Okay, okay, <laughs> I hate okay. That and while pa- while Marcus all does have that ring and the the Joel Embiid, Paul Gasol, like his impact. What ring does Mark? 
a Raptors. Oh, Raptors! I yes. forgot. Yeah. Pau Gasol. That one video where Pau Gasol saves Kobe Bryant. No, no, I'm not going to quote <laughs> that. Bring up pa- that shot, man. Pau Gasol is the only reason that the Lakers won in uh, the, no, la- no, the last two say, seasons. Don't say 2010. Both. No, both. Because we have a finals Kobe Bryant was one like one more bad loss away from asking for a oh. trade. He already asked for a trade. If you if you don't win the finals MVP, you didn't play good in the finals. <laughs> Sorry, Kobe. <laughs> no, I mean, Pau, Pau, like Pau Gasol didn't have as much success as a Grizzly that Mark did, but Pau still put up pretty good individual numbers. And when he got traded, he became a champion. And I I think that like he, I think just his uh, postseason success puts him over Mark. Yeah. Good talk. Next one. Thanks. Gary Payton versus Tracy McGrady. I'll start with Josh. I know where he's going. Come on. It's Payton, unfortunately. Oh. It's, it's, it's very difficult for me to say that, but Payton has so many All-NBA all defensive selections. He's uh, He literally has the name Glove. And while T-Mac is my favorite player ever, you know, the playoff success hurts him. Uh, Lack he, thereof. Yes, thank you. Thank you for uh, continuing. <laughs> but no, Pay- Gary Payton, uh, what does he have? He has, I believe, two rings. One with L.A. No, no, no. no. L.A., no. That was 03. That was, that was the cringe team, 04. Where they oh, I thought, he came a, I thought he came in 02. No, 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 no. 04. He has one ring with the 06. With the 06. And even then, he was still a pivotal part of that team. He was starting. Yeah, so, I mean, I, yeah, I guess I, I got to give it to him, but yeah, no, but this is definitely one of the situations when I was looking at it, I was like, oh, these two players are going to make it into the top 75, but if I had to put who was higher, Gary Payton, obviously. Yeah. I'm, that that one's out. It hurts me, but, you know, I got to be I'm going with the with glove, uh, unfortunately, with, with Team It's not Mac. even because the Mickey Jordan thing, like, oh, if you're on him, he's going to win the 96 finals. I mean, listen, hey, he, he's switched, just good. he switched on to him after... <laughs> Shut after up, shut up. Gary Payton switched on to MJ shut after up, two Jay. games. They almost won that series. That's all I'm saying. Maybe if he was on there the whole time. Was this like won. a was this like a ploy? Were you trying to get me to say T Mac on this one? Well I I was I, you're you're the streets, so I was wondering what the streets are saying about Tracy. I'm Gray. also the streets. You and, are creator of the streets. Yeah, see like look, Gary Payton now this is gonna blow it out the water because we have research. Nine all NBA teams compared to T Mac seven. They both have two all NBA first. Nine all defensive first teams for Gary Payton, zero for T Mac. It's no question. T-Mac wasn't that much of a notable defender, but um, yeah. Also with team, also with yeah, he has two scoring champs. He's he's the only. I think he's like one of the very this, few players that scored over thirty this is, points this is per game in that horrid offensive area. Uh, unlike the D Rose with D Rose and Blake Griffin, they both have had injury riddled careers, have missed time. You put T Mac, who obviously had to end a little bit earlier with injuries, and he wasn't as great uh, towards the end. Then you have Peyton, who had a pretty good uh, prime longevity wise as well. So that's that's why I'm taking Gary here. And then if like, you if we were including Gary Payton's stupid comedies thing that he tried to do, like the Blake Griffin thing, I'm taking T Mac. But it's NBA, so well, I have to if we take include Payton. the cube with Dwayne Wade. He's not on this either. <laughs> <laughs> But he simply, we simply can't, we can't do that. it. We can't do it. We I don't know why they keep giving these guys game shows. I don't want to see Dwayne Wade talk, do deal or no deal like Howie Mandel. The Cube is a good show. I was watching with Costa about two hours ago. Oh, that's good. You were watching. You're watching. The is that cube. the one where they have to like shop and find the groceries? As no, fast as no, possible? it's not that. Yeah, that's a guy. That's a guy Fieri. Yeah, <laughs> diners, <laughs> drive-ins, and dives. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, I go with Gary Payne too. I thought it'd be a little closer. I thought Josh make it fun, but went all realistic on us. I, I wish you were more like George. Why can't you be like more like George? Just wait speak, till the just wait. Speak wait till the top one hundred list comes out. I'm gonna forget the assignment. and I'm gonna make it the night before. <laughs> That's what I would. All right, Bosch, Chris Bosch versus Lonzo Morning. What other Bosch is there? I'll go Josh. I think they both of their jerseys retired by the Heat. They do. Chris Bosch just got his. Um, I'm zero. gonna say. I think I'm going to go Zoe because even though I think Bosch has more rings than Alonzo Mourning and the playoff success hurts Alonzo Mourning. I think they were Zoe the first. has one ring with the Heat. Yeah, they were the first seed twice uh, in, his er, in his earlier Miami Heat days, and then they sucked. They lost in the first <laughs> well, and second round. Well, he had a kidney transplant. And not that 99 year. They lost to the Knicks. They were the, they were the reason the Knicks went on that 99 run. He was the sole reason. And while he has absolutely zero offensive bag, like he's the purebred definition of only in the league because of defense. After he left Charlotte, no bag. 
absolutely no bag. They kept bringing in guys to shoot the ball, and he did everything else. But yeah, I would still go morning just because of the defense. Like Bosch, I I don't want to call it empty stats, but a lot of his Raptor stats are empty. Uh, and he won he wins the two rings. Probably has the most important rebound of all time. But Bosch back at Bosch, Bosch's career is kind of struck because of uh, blood unfortunate clots. situations, health concerns. Uh, and Alonzo Mourning kind of enjoyed more of a longer career, so I think I would give it to Zoe. So you got one for Zoe, George. I'm really gonna contradict myself here, but I'm going with Bosch, and he kind of he really because I watched Bosch and I he really, watch he really epitomized the uh, pace and space, you know, five, and he sacrificed a lot with the Kevin Garnett, Dirk Nowitzki, the Tim Duncan, all no, three like, of them like played Carl like Charles Barkley, Carl Malone, five and shooting threes and you all see that. Tim Duncan was pace and space. Let George talk. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard come out of your mouth. Continue, George. Uh, yeah, well. What do you mean just, by pace and space, though? Let him talk. Pace and space in, in terms of like spreading the floor and being five a, out. a stretch five only. He had to sacrifice a lot with his role, and he was pretty damn good with the Heat still. And we we kind of forget his Raptor days. I, I feel like that's just been so long ago. He was. 24 point per game score, I think, at his yeah, peak maybe, in, yeah. in Toronto. He, so he was probably the best. I'm going to stop myself there. Um, no, wait, go ahead. No, no, no. He's I, in the starting five for Toronto's all time team. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I'm going to go with that. Two rings as well. He yeah. was the third most important player, I would say, outside of Ray Fourth uh, in that first ring. <laughs> okay, Ray Allen made the shot. I know, no, man. Small. I'm sorry. <laughs> But that was the second ring, Jormicky. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired. Alright, so we got one for Bosch, and we got one for Zoe. I also go Zoe, um, just because he had more longevity than Bosch. And they both had unfortunate injuries, but, I mean, Zoe had a kidney transplant, and he still came back and played. Bosch was unable to come back and play, which is very unfortunate. But, but kudos to Bosch. He, he, was, he was one of the guys who would flip the switch like that, like when LeBron out, alright, I'll give you a 30 and a game winner. So that that was impressive by Bosch. Uh, but yeah, I go Zo. Last one here. Um, I feel like this debate goes on all the time. Not by people who actually like care about it, but it's it, they're they're very similar players. So I'll start with George, Ray Allen, or Reggie Miller. Oh, Reggie Miller. Um, I say that because. Why are you about Obama? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Reg, Reggie Miller. Um, my opinion, uh, especially in that finals team, he was their best player. The Duncan Dutchman? <laughs> uh, best player, unfortunately, ran into Michael Jordan. Also has that uh, very clutch shot in that, what was it, game... Which one? Four? Game four against uh, uh, the Bulls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, last again, dance from almost, George, that one. <laughs> I was watching it last night. Ha-ha. Uh, yeah, I go with him. He's probably... I know he's top five for sure. I don't know where you guys are shooting-wise. I maybe yeah. you think Ray's better. I I have Reggie above him. It might be a little controversial. I know Ray obviously has the rings and Reggie doesn't, but I feel like Reggie was like the one A, maybe one B. Ray really wasn't that uh, toward the end of his career. I know he has the you know Bucks round, but he wasn't very notable with those teams. So I'm gonna go with Reggie. Josh Ray Allen. <laughs> Um, oh, makes it simple. Just uh, Ray, Ray Allen has higher scoring averages. People kind of forget that he's one shot away from making the 2001 NBA Finals instead of the Sixers. Uh, he wins the ring. He has the most, uh, second most threes of all time, is it now? Or does he still have a um, record? He has records. So. He still has the record, most all-time threes. I don't know where you're talking about. Reggie Miller's stats are signi- – I was actually looking this up because I was trying to – I think I was trying to debate you or somebody else, Lehman, but – We did a Reggie is overrated debate. Reggie is significantly overrated just because he was the only, like, pure three-point shooter that could create for himself so in the 90s era. Well, I wouldn't say that's the reason. He's overrated because – His stats aren't every, that great. Everything good he did was on, like, the biggest stage. Like like every oh like, he's a cl- yeah well that game winner he but, hits, okay but it's in the garden okay, or it's in the playoffs but still that's like, still does that make him overrated that, that, that makes no, him, no 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 that that, 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 that was that that's was Bonk had moved if he's a heat, if he can make it in the heat of the moment then he shows up in the big that, moment that, that, he's that overrated should be, that should be he a, literally does that so how you're saying he's overrated he's overrated because his stats are overrated no he if you hit a three in the regular season a three in the playoffs it's the same stat. You're saying I'm saying it's inflated because it's in the playoffs, which makes him his overrated. Repu- his We're on repu- the same page. His here. reputation is overrated. So making clutch shots. His stats are overrated too. Making yeah, but yeah, but it's not it, not because of that. It's just his the amount. All of his clutch shots. I guess coming, I, yeah, I guess that goes coincide. That's my yeah. bad. All but of yeah. his clutch shots coming in key playoff moments makes him underrated. 
Not underrated. What are you saying? I said overrated. You said underrated. It's okay. Sorry. It's all right, George. No, it doesn't make him overrated in that sense. It's just that, like, there's a lot of points in his career where he's... I think his the fact that he got to so many three-pointers in his career, it's just because of how long his career was. Like, he just played... That ties like, into it. Longevity is a so reason. Ray Allen beat him, and he didn't have to play that many years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, half, yeah, of yeah. His, half of his career, Ray Allen is not even, like, a pure three-point shooter. He didn't, I don't, in my opinion, Ray Allen didn't turn so into Reggie that until Seattle. When he went to Seattle... Stop using buzzwords. Just because he... Just because he was shooting threes because he was too small to I think the when Ray, when Ray Allen went to Seattle, that's when he became like a pure sharpshooter and Jesus that translated into Boston and all that. But when he was in Milwaukee, I feel like Ray Allen was a better player than Reggie Miller. And then... Uh, he was underrated that, in his he has days. He has the ring. Uh, Ray Allen was the third best player on that team. Uh, he's had phenomenal, he's play, phenomenal playoff games. And I know Reggie Miller has also. But, you know, they're both kind of did their role. I think just, you know... The Pacers gave Michael Real Jordan a run for his money. Him and after they, 2012, that's all I'm saying. And he won another ring. He has two rings, actually. I, I said that. You didn't listen. I didn't realize that he has two rings. He has two. Two to zero. Fine. You said both of them. You just didn't conjoin them. Huh? I didn't. I you didn't. didn't do one plus one. <laughs> you didn't carry the I one. didn't do that. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Yeah, I'd take Ray Allen. I would go Ray, too. Um, I'd, I don't know why we got into a Reggie Miller debate when we are in agreement, but you, you started saying some silly stuff. Uh, but I just be, wasn't getting what you were saying. This will be very man, fun on the summer pod. Last question um, for this, and then we'll get going here. We'll call it. Uh, in 94, when they released it, Shaq was on it. And he was drafted in 92. They made a little guess, and it turned, it turned out because he's top 10 now. And they, they guess he'd be top 50. Um, so who, if we do this next 25, who gets the premature bump? Um, Josh, you were saying us. I feel like he's a little older. Uh, Shaq only had two years in the league. Um, his, his when he was voted into it, and he missed the playoffs the first year, and then um, ninety four he uh, got swept in the I believe the first Fi- round. The finals, I thought. Was it was ninety four the finals? Finals. You're saying as someone who was just recently drafted, or uh, probably like two or three years max. Okay. Josh, you want to go first, or should I take this? Um, do you want me to go? If he, you can go first, because so someone who was recently drafted, correct? Just a young player. You don't got to read into it. I'm going to go with Zion. Okay. I feel like that's kind of a easy pick. He is Shaq Light just because the potential's there. Um, not because of what it's accomplished so far, but just what he can be, which is what Shaq was. Um, yeah, he, he missed the playoffs and they drafted Penny. They get swept and then they make the finals Penny's second year. So the, the, he was picked at the Penny's first year. So he, he had not won a playoff series Shaq had um, when this happened. So... Is George out of pocket for Zion? Do you got a different one? No, he's not out of pocket for Zion. That's a that's a realistic one. Um, I feel like you're gonna take the other one, which would be uh, my golden boy, Luca. Yeah, Luca's probably the other one. Uh, those are probably like the two right now that have the the most uh, the best shot at being in the top seventy five. Oh, this is tough because I don't want to go like that route. I, I want to be kind of quirky. You want <laughs> I want to be kind of quirky. I got it. I'm going to take Jason Tatum. Okay. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Jason, that was my next one. Jason Tatum's going to be... That was my uh, next one. If you were a voter, and we kind of find out how, what, what, what we stand... Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> if you were a voter, and we kind of found out where we stand, stood from what we picked, are you going with, like, a Luka and a Tatum because of what they've accomplished, or are you like George, and you're a quirk, and you go, Zion doesn't make the playoffs yet, he will be top 20, 75 all time. You want to sorry. You want to repeat that. That what what means more when you're voting this in when you're doing like a premature one? Is it? Oh, uh, I think potential is probably. I don't want to look at current athletes because they're all young players, and we've seen Michael, LeBron, and it's gonna probably be Giannis and like all those other players. Like, not everyone's gonna be Magic Johnson. Not everyone's gonna be like a superstar, creating and winning titles and MVPs their first few years. That's why Derrick Rose is so impressive. Uh, I think it just goes with the amount of potential and how we see their careers. Like, if Zion stays with the Pelicans, his chance goes lower. But if he moves, I think Tatum has found a very good system with Boston. He's their best player, and it looks like they have a bright future, which can lead him to get more accolades, more championships. Just the situation that they're kind of in and the potential of that kind of raises their player, and that's kind of more what I look like, look at. If they, Because that's probably the most difficult thing for a star player is to find a team that not only caters to your needs but kind of builds around you. Is it that, George? Of course not. All right. <laughs> well, just to recap, I got Bucks, game three. So does George and Josh. 
has the Suns uh, crushing my hopes and dreams of. I just need two games from the Bucks, please. I <laughs> if they get this tied up, I will see the. If they win, if they just defend home court, I see the parade. I just need I just need two Giannis. It's not happening. It's not happening, man. Uh, but I'm gonna call it. That's what that's gonna do it for tonight's episode. Thanks for watching or listening. Uh, George, get your hand out of your pants. Um, and at T.A. Trooper's Instagram and Twitter, um, tweet at us, uh, comment on Instagram, just like we said in the intro. Um, big heads up again, Frankie the Ace, next episode, episode 69. Um, nice. Very excited for that one. We better all be there. It's a very special moment in our, in our podcast history. Oh, that's um, so key. But yeah, uh, everyone, take care. Thanks for being OG. Have a good night.